Hello, and welcome back to the Connect to You podcast, where we talk about health, life, and feelings to connect to a better you. In this episode, we're going to talk about basically our fitness weekends. Yeah, it was an exciting weekend for both of us. We had different events going on that were fitness related or fitness adjacent. And yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about how those weekends went for us, what went well, what didn't, what we can improve on, and just how it kind of affected us overall. Yeah, so do you want to start? Sure, yeah. So this weekend, I had a couple Spartan races in Red Deer. It was, for me, my seventh and eighth Spartan races that I've done, so I'm not a stranger to them, but I don't do them competitively. I do them for enjoyment. That's kind of a weird word, but I do them in the open heat, they call it, so I'm not trying to get a podium or anything like that. I'm just competing against myself, looking at my times from previous years, my pace, that sort of thing. So it was really good. On the Saturday, I did a shorter race that was around five kilometers, and then on Sunday I did the kind of medium length one they offer which is about 13-14 kilometers and then a bunch of obstacles in there as well. As I said I've done a bunch before and Saturday went really well for me. It was actually the first race my wife has done with me as well so that was it was good to do it as a family and to enjoy that. Our daughter actually did the kids race on the Saturday as well so we all got medals and t-shirts that day. It's always fun doing it with someone who hasn't done one before because it's a really unique experience. One thing I like is that there's some very good companionship and camaraderie among the other racers. When you're in the open heats, everyone is just trying to help each other out. You're not trying to beat anyone or get a better time, really. You're all just there to have fun and help people over obstacles who need a boost or whatever, lend some water or nutrition or whatever it is you need. So that's one thing I really like about these races. And yeah, it's a good personal challenge. Lots of different obstacles that test various strengths and trainings and sort of conditioning. So I I'm feeling pretty sore today. I'm pretty beat up overall. I did both races back-to-back last year as well and was in much better shape last year. And I didn't notice it so much on the course, but I noticed it today how sore I am in the muscles, in my skin, everything like that. And because I'm foolish, I've also signed up for the longer race that Spartan offers, which is the Beast Race. There's one in Kimberley, BC this year. So I signed up for that and I have about 38, 39 days until that race happens. So I've been uh, planning my workout schedule for that and it's a little bit daunting, but will hopefully be a good time. I remember my first race for the Spartan. I've only done one before, but I remember the first one and you talk about companionship and kind of that camaraderie and everybody tries to help, especially in the open heats. I found that was very true for the most part. You'd either ask, okay, do you need help? And they would just kind of brush you off. Yeah. Or people who seems like they were just trying to blow by everybody oh, yeah. and do the front of the never-ending lines yeah, that exactly. happened at that point. And I found it a lot of fun to do it with you and my friend Miles because we all had kind of our strong suits, I guess, at that point. So yep. we could all help each other as the things. And we kind of spurred each other on and somebody would take the lead on the runs and then it would switch at the next point and we just kind of kept doing that. And I don't know, I had a good time. Like, we had a plan of trying to finish within two hours I think and we accomplished that so having that goal set for all of us to get through and we always stuck together like none of us kind of went ahead or behind and if we did it wasn't for very long before the rest of us caught up so I found that really good and it's definitely something that the Spartan race preaches all the time because the beginning when you're starting the race they do the speech yeah and talk about kind of drawing strength from 
from the other racers with you and everything like that. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that aspect as well. Over all the races I've done, I find it does work really well when you have a team or a partner that is at a similar level you are. And even better if you can go with someone who will push you. Not, not negatively push you, but in a good way will help you hit a better pace or encourage you to kind of be your best self and achieve what they know you can, but maybe you don't know you can. I've found that really helpful when it comes to doing a rope climb or even just doing some of the longer stretches of running on the longer races. I ran this weekend with my cousin. He's a much quicker racer than I am, like a, a much quicker runner. And it was really beneficial to have him setting the pace and I could just do my best to keep up and follow along. And despite the fact that he is a lot faster than me when it comes to running, we stuck together through the race and did obstacles together, helped each other out, that sort of thing. It works really well. Sometimes it's not even physical help. It's just giving support and giving mental help. There's some obstacles that take a little bit of thought to get through and to work around. And it can sometimes be really beneficial to have a spotter who, you know, is telling you, okay, just around this blind corner, put your foot here, lift your arm up there. Don't miss this. Don't step on that. Those sort of things. So I really enjoyed that. And we're going to do the race together in BC coming up next month. So I have that to look forward to. Yeah. So you have a plan kind of in place to... Yeah, I set my workout plan. It's it's pretty ambitious, but so is the race. So I figure I should plan really optimistically as if I have all the time in the world and all the energy in the world at the end of a day after a, a day of work. And I know that's not always the case, but I figure if I set a really strict schedule with workouts every day or running every day, those sort of things, then even if I miss a few, I'm still fairly well prepared. I did the Beast in Kimberly last year, so I know there's some things that I needed to be better trained for and some things that I handled really well. So I can kind of keep that in mind, try and strengthen up my weaknesses and continue on with my strengths. Yeah. So do you think doing a lot of the Spartan races, because you said that this past two were your seventh and your eighth, yeah. Do you find that you're getting better and better at preparing for them? Not in the sense of you spend all year training for it, but you talked about how there's 38, 39 days left. Do you find that you can draw on your past experiences and workouts that you did before to help you in these next 38, 39 days? And even in a mental aspect, if not just a physical aspect? Yeah, like I said, I'm a pretty casual racer. I'm not trying to set any time records or anything, but I am trying to achieve personal bests. The way I usually determine that is look at how well I did as a function of overall. So in the open heat, if there's a thousand people racing, I say to myself, okay, I want to be in the top, you know, 10th percentile or the top 30th percentile or whatever. So there's been some tough races where I'm like, hey, if I finish in the top half, I'm going to call that a win for myself. But yeah, the more races I've done, the better I feel going into them. There's a huge mental component to it as well. Knowing what you're up against, knowing that you You've prepared properly and you have kind of a plan about how you're going to go through it. That really helps, I find. And last year, the reason I was in much better shape for the races is because I did a 12-week program with a trainer that was specifically focused on obstacle course racing. It was maybe a bit overkill for, like I said, someone who's just doing it casually, but I was not in great shape at the beginning of that and knew I needed something just to kind of go to every week or a couple times a week.
week, a scheduled workout that I couldn't skip without, you know, kind of letting someone down. And it really helped me get in the right mindset almost as much as in, in the right shape. So yeah, but it was basically that same thing, drawing on other people's experience from the races, knowing what you need to work on, knowing what are your strong areas already. And that, you know, if you can do monkey bars and rings really well, you probably don't need to spend every night doing chin-ups. Like you've got that good, go do some running or, you know, maybe the opposite. So, so yeah, I think that the races get easier each one that I do. That being said, the course is always different. The length is always different. And I tend to really let my fitness slip over the winter. Uh, we had a really cold winter this year. I wasn't going out. I wasn't running. I wasn't doing anything like that in February. So it's nice that this is at the beginning of the year and serves as a really good kind of reminder to get back in shape for the summer. So yeah. But uh, you also had a fairly active weekend, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I went on a golf trip, and as much as some people think that golf isn't super active, my back would have to disagree with that. Although I think the I had to spend the nights on a hide-a-bit. One of the springs or mattress pieces or whatever was kind of digging in my back, so that definitely played a part in that, I think. Yeah, one way or another, that's not good for your back. No, but yeah... I had a lot of fun, and going into the trip, the guys had a, well, I guess all of us had a group chat going, so we'd all message about the golf trip, and the guy who organized it basically sent some pictures of the golf courses, the shape that they were in, so everybody could get a little more excited about it, and I kind of had mixed feelings going into it, to be honest with you, because I'm going in, I know the one guy, so my one buddy who organized it really well, and then I know a couple couple of the guys decently well they're friends with my buddy and then I know them basically through him and one of them was in the same school as us but yeah so sort of know them sort of don't and then for the guys no clue who they were and picked up a bit from the text messages that came through but yeah no it was a lot of fun when I got there and throughout the whole trip I honestly didn't play very well and I didn't actually have any expectations that I just shoot the lights out on the golf of course I've golfed two times on a course this year so far before the trip and then I went virtual golfing one time before that so three times and then going on a trip that's just about golf in 29 30 degree weather yeah <laughs> in the mountains basically and I thought I'd do better than I did and didn't and normally like, golf is a frustrating game yeah <laughs> it's because you really, as much as you have your scores on trips like this or when you're at a golf game, you're playing against somebody else. But I like to think of it as trying to get better myself than a score that I had previously. When that doesn't happen, or I hit a good shot, then I hit a bad shot, then I hit a good shot, and it kind of just yo-yos back and forth, that can really get to you. And it used to get to me like crazy in golf. So golf is also a mental game because there's so many unknowns. You're hitting a tiny golf ball with a semi bigger club and yeah. there's so many factors that come into play how your body's feeling that day are you stretched out a bit does your shoulder turn the way that it should do your hips turn when does all of that happen when does your wrist break are you bending your knees enough are they too bent there's just so many factors that go into it that you can't think about all of that stuff at once and I wouldn't recommend anybody do that anyways because I try to think of basically nothing when I take a swing but yeah, yeah this weekend shooting scores 
stars over 100 in golf is never a good thing. And these weren't super easy courses, so that's just how it can go. But yeah, I didn't get frustrated every single shot. In the beginning, the first day was doing very, very bad. And I reached a point where I just thought, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this. It's great scenery here. And it's going to have a few drinks, going to chat with the boys, that kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm just going to do what I can right now. And once I started getting that mindset, I'd hit more good shots than I did bad shots. Just because I didn't let the game and how I was playing change my mood anymore. Which I think you can apply that to a lot of stuff, even with a Spartan race. Like if things aren't going right or you fall off the path, maybe you roll your ankle a bit and it hurts. And you can let that ruin the rest of the time or you can just keep running at that point finish up the Spartan race and maybe take a bit of a break if you need to but same goes in golf you can let it basically attack you and you go further and further down this rabbit hole but yeah so I found that was a plus for me because I used to get frustrated with the game of golf but at the end of the day I haven't played it that much on a course and I can swing in my backyard as much as I want but I'm still not hitting a golf ball at that point so yeah that's a really good point you bring up about how getting stuck in your head can really cause some problems not just in golf in everything right getting stuck in your head and overthinking things can really lead to problems but golf is such a good metaphor for a lot of the things we do whether like you said it's doing a race or doing a workout or just living your day-to-day life there's a lot of things you have to think about and a lot of kind of plates you have to keep spinning to hit a perfect shot and getting stuck in your head can really ruin all of that if you're trying to think about every single aspect of having a great shot it rarely ends up in creating a great shot so I think that's a good thing to kind of drill down on is that you can really get stuck in your head and you can really focus on all the wrong things or be thinking about all the wrong things because like you said when it comes down to it no matter how badly you shoot you're with a bunch of friends in a beautiful kind of atmosphere and landscape and the weather was great so sometimes that's all you can take away from it and there's really nothing wrong with that yeah exactly and some other things that came up so me being pretty introverted a lot of the other guys pretty much seem to be extroverted quite loud and yeah they're wanting to have a good time and like I have nothing against any of that stuff and I being introverted was a little more quiet because one of the guys was just kind of that next level that kind of makes me move super quiet to the opposite spectrum right and in my group of friends a lot of the guys or girls that are friends with me aren't that way where I don't have anybody that's kind of at that level and so when I am surrounded by that kind of person it's just feels harder to kind of open up and be more outgoing and trying to let loose and everything seems a little tougher at that point and I'm not exactly sure why that is the guys went out to the bar the first night that we were there happened in this instance is everybody would be going out they'd be like hey you should come you should come and kind of keep saying the same thing over and asking if I'm gonna come and why not and everything but in this case I wasn't feeling it I honestly don't like the bar that much going out and even going out with a bunch of friends and everything even when I was younger it still it didn't do anything for me I didn't find it to be that fun when I went out the music's blending 
glaring. You try to talk to people. You can't really talk to people. And everybody's basically smashed. The people who aren't smashed are driving at that point. And I wasn't really feeling like I needed to drink a ton. I wanted to drink a ton of water to stay hydrated, <laughs> especially after being in the heat, getting some sunburn. But yeah, so alcohol wasn't really my main focus. And going to the bar, when I go there, I don't want to pick up girls because that's that's not my thing when I go to a bar. I'm not going to dance with the boys. I might ask somebody to dance when I'm at the bar, which is kind of what would happen anyways. But I kind of just sit there, chat with people, which is why I like house parties and just that kind of setting or sitting around a campfire type thing, maybe playing some drinking games. But yeah, so this time I actually stood my ground though and said no, which nobody gave me any flack for. And even some of the guys the next day were like, oh, you made a pretty good choice. By yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sleeping on the high to bed under the couch and everything, I didn't get the greatest sleep anyways, but I still probably got more sleep than anybody there and felt pretty fresh the next day. I golfed quite well in the morning because of that fact, I think. And for me, I went on the trip to go golfing. Right. Yeah. And the nightlife and everything, if they were going out to the little pub or whatever, that kind of thing to listen to some live music, sure, that's, I'd probably be like down for that. But going to a bar or one guy said it maybe was a club because they had no idea, that kind of thing was not my idea of what I wanted to do at that moment. I was super tired anyways. And when I get in that mood, it's probably best to just kind of shut it down. Yeah, I know what you mean. You can tell you're not in the mood for this. And I know we talked before about being kind of ending up a little bit more introverted because you feel like you're going to bring the mood down. But on the other hand of that, there is sometimes when you need to know yourself and know that it's like, there's no benefit to me going out. I'm not going to be a good time. I just would rather not. This is not my scene. This is not what I'm into. So yeah, and I want to be myself as much as possible. In that moment when I thought about it, I was like, oh, maybe I should actually go out. But then there was a part of me that was, no, like, I've already said this before that I'm not going to do that kind of stuff where I know I don't like going out and that's not my scene anymore. So I just need to say no at that point. And if I get razzed about it, that's whatever. But a lot of the guys, they didn't give me a hard time about it. It's like some were trying to persuade me to go out, but I did stick to my guns. I said no went back to the room, went to bed, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then in the morning, felt pretty good about it and got to hear about all the stories. And yes, I could have been there to see the things that happened and experienced it more, I guess. But even hearing about the stories and what happened and I felt was good enough for me because then I felt I could actually ask about that stuff. And I did ask questions about it. I wasn't waiting for somebody to say something, right. which is another thing that kind of happened in the past anyways for me is I wouldn't talk about those experiences that other people had while I wasn't there but yeah um so I I think that's probably a good way to look at it is if the next morning you're still feeling really good about your decision that's a good indicator you made the right decision yeah for myself personally as well right yeah if in the morning I felt regret or anything like that then that would be a different story but I didn't feel like that at all I felt like no I stuck my guns I made my decision I'm feeling good about it I get to talk to the guys about what happened that night and pretty much lived through that experience through them anyways. So I felt for me personally, that was kind of a good move. So as far as eating, because this podcast is also about connecting you to yourself 
through fitness and nutrition, not yeah. just through the minds. But I definitely had a mixed bag of eating in regards to food quality, food quantity, and even drinking alcohol. I did have shots. I did have like some vodka, all of that stuff. I still did indulge a bit while I was away because I, to me, this is a vacation. But I think that goes to show that you don't always need to stick exactly to your nutrition or that plan a hundred percent every single time because you still have to live your life and I try to stick to my plan as much as possible but I've always talked about how you need to be more consistent not perfect and right yeah. my previous personal trainer he always told me and he tells everybody that it's consistency over perfection so if you're consistent 29 days out of the 30 days in a the month then that's awesome and if you're consistent for 16 days out of the 30 days that's better than the zero days out of the 30 days that it used to be right yeah and then you can just build momentum from that and that's kind of the mindset that you should have so going into this weekend I had no thoughts of I'm gonna eat super healthy and everything like that my thoughts were I'm gonna try to eat as healthy as possible I'm gonna drink as much water as possible to stay as hydrated as I need to because that's one thing that can be a downside going on these things or going on a vacation or a trip or whatever is you kind of get wrapped up in the moment yeah. that you do forget to drink water and instead you're drinking alcohol thinking that's supplementing you in the proper yeah. way that's not how <laughs> that's not how that works that's not how that works <laughs> especially in the heat it feels like it is but then that next day you wake up and yeah you could be hung over from the sugary drinks and everything like that but you could also be hung over for the fact that you didn't drink any water the previous day or you had a cup. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's good. I'm a big proponent of incremental change as opposed to massive lifestyle changes. My sister-in-law is a nutritionist and her one bit of advice to everyone is, you know, not a crazy fad diet or anything like that. Not a huge lifestyle change. It's always just eat more vegetables. She's like, no one eats enough vegetables. If you all just ate a bit more vegetables, everyone would be better off. Yeah. And I think that's probably the same kind of mindset, you know, drink more water, be doing good 16 days out of 30 is a whole lot better than zero days out of 30. And yeah, sometimes it's not worth ruining a trip that comes up once a year because you're trying to follow a strict diet and you're just going to be that guy who's not taking part in any of the fun because, oh, you know, your, your diet doesn't allow for it or that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in a few articles I've put in the end, eat more veggies. That's what I tell everybody is to eat more veggies because you're going to, you're just going to be healthier that way and drinking more water but I didn't do any workouts I had planned on working out this weekend in the hotel gyms didn't do it yeah that's I'm sure that's why hotel gyms are there not so you can actually use them just so you can tell yourself like oh I'll use the gym when I'm there. Never happens. Yeah. And sometimes I thought, oh, I'll get up early enough to go and do that. And I had the best intentions to do it. I was just too tired. Yeah. I probably got four and a half, five hours of sleep. My normal is eight to nine. Yeah. And I mean, you guys are doing physical stuff all day. A lot of people don't think golf is physical. I think those people haven't played enough golf. <laughs> yeah. And being out in that kind of heat, yeah. my max temperature is usually about plus 25. But when you get above that, it's, and especially being a bit higher up in the mountains, yeah, it's been pretty smoky around here. And it was smoky there for the Friday. And you kind of don't notice the heat that's coming off from the sun and the burn that you maybe are getting, that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, I had to start chugging a lot of water later on in the day just because 
for me, I wasn't even keeping up with what I needed to. But yeah, definitely didn't work out, just golfed and still feel, I don't know, semi-sore from that. And yeah, didn't drink a ton of alcohol. That's, I do sometimes, sometimes I just, I'm not feeling it. And I don't think I need to actually do that to have as much fun as I'm capable of having. And yeah, today, slept in it's always nice yeah after a long trip yeah on my own bed that was fantastic nothing beats coming home to your own bed yeah and i didn't do a workout today i did some stretching i have badminton tonight and yeah tomorrow get a good night's sleep gonna work out get back on my eating routine and yeah it all starts again right on how many guys went on the trip in total so counting me there's eight Okay, so, and of that eight, you had one close friend, a few mutual friends, an acquaintance, and then some strangers, right? One close friend, two, I guess, mutual friends through my one buddy, and then four strangers. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah. So, how did that group dynamic feel overall? Like you have said before, you're a bit of an introvert, and after spending a lot of time with a bunch of people, you kind of need a little bit of recovery time. So, was that what today was for you, is just getting back to to being by yourself and getting things kind of centered again? I think it's not as much as that as I originally thought it would be because I knew I would need some recovery time from spending time with some people that I know and then other people that I don't know at all. And I knew that it would get pretty rowdy. So I think it was a bit of lack of sleep was why today was more of a recovery day for me. The foods that I was eating, not the greatest. Like suppers were probably the best meals because we cooked on the barbecue, had potatoes, carrots, and steak. And then the next day, same kind of thing, but chicken replacing the steak. So not unhealthy by any means for the suppers at all. It was just kind of the snacky type foods that were around. But Can't have a road trip without road trip snacks, right? Yeah, or hotel snacks when you're actually at the place. (laughs) But I think meter-wise, because I spoke about this in the podcast before, that the spending time with people bar is pretty big and I would say it's probably halfway which to me is actually I'm quite impressed with right yeah the fact that it's there because if this was however long ago I probably would have been depleted on Saturday yeah like afternoon instead today I'm perfectly fine doing a podcast episode right. I don't know if I could have I would have done it out of obligation rather than being pumped and hey I actually want to do this right yeah right and going to badminton seeing people all of that stuff would have felt draining to me where I'm only feeling sore and my sunburn hurts a bit so thinking about badminton it's more like how the heck am I going to actually play to the level that I want to rather than I just don't want to be around people right now Gotcha. So what do you attribute that improvement to? Because like you said, a few years ago, you would have been in the situation where you're done with people by the Saturday, or you get home and you have your recovery and you're still not quite ready to see people. Whereas now you're sort of like your social interaction bar has expanded or your capacity has increased. What do you think has made that difference? I think mindset and expectations is pretty big in that. And talked about this before in regards to having like a pregame going into something instead of using a postgame. So mindset wise, and I guess expectation wise, I'll put it all together. But my expectations was just to go on the trip, do my best, have as much fun as I feel I can have going on something like this. And 
the fact that I said yes to begin with was I knew what I was getting into to start with and then I still said yes because I still wanted to have that experience and I think having that mindset and not setting up any expectations for myself I didn't say like oh if there is a time when people are going out to a bar or club you need to go it was more whatever came up I dealt with the situation at that point the best that I could and with how I felt and not letting external forces pressure me in to do something that I didn't want to do. Right. So part of that being, like you said, you were looking forward to this trip. It wasn't something that you were doing because you were pressured into it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, we need an eighth guy. It's got to be you, Marcus. Come on, come on. You have to come on this trip. It was something you wanted to do. Yeah. So you had your own kind of guidelines and your own boundaries there. And then also, like you said, with the going out to the bar or whatever, knowing that that was going to be maybe a step too much for you for that day. Your meter was used up or you knew that that was just not going to give you any net positive. So that was something you opt out of. You were kind of true to yourself on that one and stuck to how you felt about that and had no regrets come the morning. And so those sort of changes you think are what's helping you make it through a kind of extended, what would previously been a very draining weekend. Yeah. And because previously I would have went out to the bar, probably wouldn't have had that much fun at the bar because I don't even know what to do in those places anymore. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm too old for that now. So. Like, people say, oh, well, just go and have fun and talk to people and meet people and blah, blah, blah. That's not my cup of tea anyways. I'm usually, like, looking around for food or something. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking around for food or kind of looking around for like, an exit almost. Yeah, when is this over? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could be in bed. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the thing that runs through my mind. So if I had said yes to that, I probably would have been more drained today. Right. And some people might say, oh, or you could have had a great experience and it could have been really fun. True. Sure. Leading into that though, you have to stay true to yourself at that point, right? If you're saying already when people are like, hey, let's go here. And you're like, is it a bar? Is it a club? And that's a question that I asked. And well, I think it's more of a club type setting. Okay, that, that isn't my thing. And it hasn't been since I was 18, 19 yeah maybe and yeah so I think staying true to myself instead of just going with what everybody else was doing helped for today to make sure that my bar wasn't totally depleted because come Saturday Sunday I was perfectly happy and super patient with people I didn't care that people wanted to get super rowdy or anything like that that's cool you guys do you and I think I even mentioned to one of the guys or a few of the guys saying that's you you can do whatever I don't I'll be as patient as possible if you're gonna be like super loud or whatever the case is just don't expect that I'm gonna do that because that's not who I am right and that kind of comes back to that incremental change say yes to more things you don't need to say yes to everything. Yeah, and saying yes to something as many times as I did based off of external forces or thinking that I need to do this or I have to do this or I'm going to let this person down, going into a point of saying yes to things that I previously said yes to and have experienced and I enjoy doing now to saying no to something that I previously experienced and I didn't have fun at anyways. That's just a positive thing to do and serious growth at that point. And I'm pretty sure I've said this before, 
you reach a certain age and you're just not that you should stop going to like bars and clubs or whatever I you do you but for me personally the older I get the more I'm just like I just want to do stuff I want to do yeah and I want to do stuff that I'm gonna have fun with with other people as well and just keep trying to grow that bar make that keep that bar as full as possible so that I don't feel bad about missing out on situations right and I mean you have plenty of evidence at this point in your life to know that going to the club probably pretty low on your priority list like that's from experience you know that's probably not going to be the best time so arguably you could say like oh who knows you might have an amazing time but it would be the exception to what you've experienced previously which i think is important to look at like what are your cumulative experiences but another thing too that kind of reminds me of is talking about people who push you and how it can be good to have people push you you know out of your comfort zone or into new experiences that are in your realm but you can also have people that push you the wrong way and you had a pretty you know after school especially kind of example there of using willpower against peer pressure to not go out to the club but yeah there's there's different people who push you in different ways and it's important to look at that i think yeah and having people that are okay with your decision around is important too, right? Because I have friends who were perfectly fine with that decision. And even the guys who I didn't know that I had met on the trip was like, well, a few of them were trying to persuade me to go and being like, oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. You should come, you should come. But then in the end, other people were like, no, shut up. Like, <laughs> leave him alone. If he wants to stay, he can stay. That's... He, he's a big boy. He yeah. can make his decisions. <laughs> yeah. And like, if he's not going to have fun and he already knows that he's not going to, then leave him be. We'll see him tomorrow and golf and we'll have a great time at that point yeah. we'll talk stories and we'll go from there yeah. so having people around and even meeting people that also helps too where having somebody who you just met telling somebody who they know leave the guy alone let him staying here don't give him a hard time because you don't need to there's no purpose to that it doesn't benefit anybody yeah. they didn't say it exactly like that because at that point it was uh, a little bit of a yeah <laughs> slur but i'm sure that was the intent it was it yeah. was in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everybody meant well and everybody just wanted to have a good time. Whatever that meant for everybody who was there. Right. Right? So, yeah, just that also helps my bar stay halfway because, again, if everybody's trying to pressure you into something, it can get pretty hard. Willpower can kind of deplete on that pretty quickly yeah seven other people are telling me <laughs> to do something yeah but yeah another thing is they like everybody basically wants to do the golf trip i think every year okay i did get asked if i wanted to go again or if i would go again and i definitely would love the trip and the guys that went were they're all great guys and i enjoyed talking with them spending time with them golfing with them joking around but it also made me think about today and even on my drive home I thought about kind of who I'd want to evolve to by the next year okay. and kind of what that would look like. And I don't have any solid ideas at this point, just kind of things about how I would be next year, what I want to accomplish, which is probably being a bit more outgoing and loosening up a bit more. And I think that more has to do with taking stock of everything that happened and all of net positives and even some of the drawbacks that happened this weekend and adding all of that up. And my biggest thing is I can be more myself around people that 
I actually have trust in. So being around you and our group of friends, I have a lot of trust in everybody and you've seen me get pretty rowdy. Yep, for sure. And that's because I trust everybody who goes there. And even if other friends come because of our friends, I'm still just as rowdy because I have that core group of friends that I trust at that point. Right. And at this weekend, I had one guy, my good friend, and it's harder for me to let loose because of the trust factor in getting to know people and letting loose. It's just a lot harder for me at that point. But going into it next year and taking stock in everything, I feel like I can definitely do that a lot easier just because I know the guys a lot better now. Yeah, I mean, once you spend a weekend with some people, it really helps kind of build some trust and build some relationships and get you a little bit closer to everyone. Yeah. But I think that's a great evaluation technique is looking at it and saying, okay, were there enough net positives that I would do this again? And it sounds like it was, so that's that's awesome. That's a great turnout. But I really understand what you mean too about having kind of enough people that you have trust in to give you that sort of network of comfort to be a little bit more of yourself and be able to relax and let loose and sometimes it does take more than just one close friend there it takes a couple and even if there are some strangers if you have enough people that you have that trust in and that familiarity with it can really go a long way yeah going into this week next week and all of the other weeks that are coming up till next year's trip i don't know i feel more spurred on in regards to work stuff and training stuff and nutrition stuff and activities that i want to do and things that i want to push myself in in regards to almost like goals right and reevaluating the current goals that i have and how i can adjust them to suit better for where i want to evolve to by like next year or next week or whatever the case is and this trip has helped me think about that stuff too right. where if i didn't go on it i wouldn't have thought about any of that okay yeah I, I can see the benefit in that too and i guess in a lot of ways i'm in the same situation i did my races this weekend i have another one that i'm planning for in the future and realistically ones after that too that i'll be doing there's another one coming up in september in vancouver whistler area that i'm like okay well if this next one goes pretty well maybe i'll plan to do that one too but it just kind of goes to show how important it is to have events or things you're planning towards and looking forward to to help grow who you are so that you have a bit of a signpost okay by this point you know next year or by six months from now or a month from now this is where I want to be this is who I want to be yeah especially if you have people around that are at a certain point and you have somebody to look towards yeah yep right so for you you mentioned that your cousin yeah yeah if I could run as fast as him I'd be in great shape (laughs) yeah or at least feel when you're racing with him that you're that much closer right to being where he is and each time kind of evolving or leveling up yeah and as much as it is you challenging yourself for previous times which he spurs you on and helps you with that because he doesn't go so fast that you can't keep up but he goes fast enough so that you have to work yes for each step that you take and each obstacle that you do just to keep up at that point and maybe he will get too far ahead but 
he sees where you are and then closes the gap a bit, which I think can help sometimes if you yourself are challenging yourself to push that much harder. Because if he slows down and you notice that it's getting closer, but maybe you didn't recognize that he was slowing down, you think to yourself, holy crap, I I didn't feel like I was going faster, but it feels like I am. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's why it can be really good to have someone to kind of set as a benchmark. I don't need to be faster than him come the next race, but it would be nice if we're at the point that he doesn't have to stop and wait for me at any point we can at least he sets a pace that i can maintain the entire time and even if realistically he could be going faster at least if we can find that middle ground and and set somewhere there that yeah that feels good yeah well and i think having the goals that you have set up so that being a goal and doing better than you did last year or whatever your goals are going into this next race i think having that solid plan in place and knowing areas that you're strong at and noticing areas that are opportunities for you and that you need to work on and not forgetting to focus on your strengths because when it comes to physical type stuff that stuff can go away right if you don't do something with it but putting more focus onto your trouble areas so as you said kind of the grip strength type thing yep with calluses and all of that yeah and not so much the actual muscle components of it and then doing the running in preparation for how long is that race uh it's a half marathon up a mountain yeah so yeah 20 21 22 kilometers around there so it's a long one yeah and knowing that you're not a bad runner i've ran with you before in a previous spartan and you did we all did very well at that point yeah and it was the i think it was eight miles yep something like that Yeah, like 13 14k yeah and we all kept up with each other i for me i've been quite i used to be quite good at running and especially at that point i didn't have to train much and i ran quite a bit in when i was in like junior high high school and everything so yeah i still had that cardio within me so i didn't need to slow down for anybody at that point going into this training i think Having somebody that's going to push you, knowing what your kind of limits are, I'm sure you're going to shatter the limits anyways. We'll see. As much as as you can. As long as that's all I shatter, that'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just having that solid plan in place, I'll have a solid plan. And that's one thing that you've always taught me is have a plan in place. Write it down on paper physical something you can hold in your hands because it just makes it so much more tangible when you can go through and check things off or cross them out or you know revise them if you need to it's just so much better to have them physically there than floating around in your head kind of nebulous where they can shift and you can move them and and that sort of thing and other people can sway them sometimes too yeah absolutely yep all right so just as a quick summary about how our fitness weekends went or our active hanging out weekends i think it's really important to keep people who push you for the better close to you and maybe distance yourself from people who push you for the worse and preparation with whatever you're doing is always pretty important but not focusing on it so much that it takes over everything you're doing like Mark had said before about pre-gaming his conversations and everything like that it's sometimes a lot better to just do a kind of post-game wrap-up and see how things went and evaluate that way and yeah I think it's always good to do things that push yourself 
yourself, but making sure they're things that are in line with your values and who you are. Yeah, and I can agree with the values thing. That's something that I've had to learn over time because I used to do everything just what I thought was right to me. I didn't listen to anybody else's opinions. Then I started actually taking more opinions from other people and utilizing that as my decision-making tool. The more people that said, hey, you should do this, I basically did that. And that's no way to be if you're not sticking to your values because that can drain your energy quite quickly. And yeah. something that you know you're probably not going to have a good time going to, you do anyways, and then it actually comes true. And yeah, having that mindset of, oh, I'm just not going to have fun anyways can play a part. But also, if that's consistently the thing that comes into your mind, saying, oh, I'm just not going to have fun if I go to a club or a bar or whatever the case is, whatever the activity that you're going to do, there's probably a reason that that's actually something that's coming to your mind, not because that's your mindset from day three or activity three and on. Because one and two, you probably could have been super excited. And then when you left, you're like, this is just not for me. Right. And then keep doing it from three to like 25 times and each time that's the same repeated process that happens is you go god i don't know if this is going to be like last time i really don't want to go then it is and then the next one you think the same thing rinse and repeat probably time to just yeah you know what i'm fine with that yeah and if people aren't cool with you making that choice or not wanting to participate in that yet participating in everything else that's going on those people probably aren't ones that you actually want to have around anyways like you said right and in thinking from our like having value and relationships episode that's a part of that even people that you first meet if they're going against some values or whatever the case is and they're kind of trying to get you to do stuff that they find is fun but you already know that isn't then that's kind of a value in a relationship right there yeah absolutely just as you mentioned taking stock on the entire weekend and how it went and then using that as kind of a post game yeah. and seeing how you might change things going into if it's happening next week, how you go into that event next week and next month or whatever yeah. it is for you, what your plan is, what you're looking to do. And for me next year, eh, going into an event like this, what are things that I'd want to change? What are things that I was happy with? And knowing that the people that I went with are great guys and I can open up more and let loose more because of the fact that I got to know them a bit better. And that doesn't mean that I got to know how many kids they have and like everything about them, just the vibes that you get from somebody. You can take a lot of stock from that. And are you all laughing? Are they trying to make sure that everybody's having a good time? Are they being respectful of you themselves and everybody else that's around, right? Yeah. So making sure that you take stock and everything as well is pretty important. Yeah, and I mean, as always, ask yourself, would I do this again? Because that's a great determining factor in whether or not it was a net positive for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with that wrap up, we are at the end of the episode of the Connect You podcast. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you.